Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Great News. I'm Kevin Ryder. This is Mike Catherwood. Yes! And every week we bring you nothing but positive stories. That's right. Hey, listen. Bad stuff's going to happen in our lives. It's part of being human. You're going to lose loved ones. You're going to have to pay taxes. Uh, you're going to get broken up with. Why add to the suffering that's going to come along in your life by in, indulging in all the negativity and all the stuff that's on the news as is. Come to us. We give you happy. Boom. We give you happy is a good slogan. <laughs> <laughs> Intro. The show's about to begin, bro. Say hello to the happy goodbye to the blues. Because Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. All right. The first uh, story today we both picked. Which is rare. We, I don't think we've ever done that before. No, typically, uh, I think both of us will go through the other person's stories and make sure that we don't have them. Uh, I, I, I screwed up because you, I think you got your story in first. The, it doesn't head, the headline was like all different. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this must be another amazing person doing oh, amazing okay. stuff, you know? No, it's an amazing story, and I'm glad that we're both going to tell it. because It's, it's pretty a, amazing. It's yeah. a little bit longer, and we don't have video for it. No. But we do have some pictures. So there is a, uh, a couple named Brandon Jones and his wife, Rena. Yeah. And they have fallen in love with this restaurant called Ekebin, I in, believe. Ekebin? Ekebin? Ekebin. Ekebin, yeah. In, uh, in Baltimore. Yes. And they love it. They live for it. And her mom, Rena's mom, who lives in another state in Vermont, Vermont. Yeah. said... This, give this to me on my dying bed. This is my favorite food ever. She had come uh, to visit Rena and her family many times in Baltimore. Um, and they would always go to this restaurant. And the mom always commented that the, the crispy tempura broccoli at Ekiban is, is the best food she's ever had. She's someone who, who travels extensively, is a big foodie. But she said, this is my jam. So much to the point that she actually joked, bring me this on my deathbed. Now, the story turns a little south mm -hmm. when she's diagnosed with lung cancer, pretty advanced lung advanced cancer. Advanced lung cancer, yeah. And she decides that instead of fighting it, uh, she's, you know, she's older and because she's, she's just not up for the fight, she just decided, I'm going to stay at home. I'm not going to treat it. Right. And my days are numbered and that's okay. Why not be with, you know, the people I love as yes. opposed to in like a, a very kind of sanitary environment. I can, I can just live my life in a comfortable fashion. And I think that's a, you know, an admirable choice and understandable. Um, well, Rena, obviously very sad and her, her family, because, um, this woman is looking death in the eyes. They're like, we got to get her, got to get her some, uh, how can we broccoli. help? How can we help with anything? So we got to figure out how is broccoli the answer to anything? Tempura broccoli is pretty, pretty Oof. gangster, dude. Um, so they're like, well, let's just figure out how to cook it. We'll go up to Vermont. We'll cook it. That'll be a big surprise. She'll love it. Mm -hmm. It reminds her of this restaurant. Turns out it's really hard to make restaurant quality food. <laughs> so they're like, okay, let's go get some from Ekiban. We'll drive it up to Vermont. But it's not going to taste very good. No, Six it'll hour be drive. soggy, probably. Yeah, yeah. and it's tem and te tempura. The, the whole basis of the dish is that it needs to be crispy. Right. right? You don't to have crispy. to tell me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Come on now. Um, so 
what's the only alternative, right? Well, the alternative is that the, the man reached out to the owners and operators of this restaurant and said, will you help us figure out how to make it when we get there? Mm-hmm. He also added, I'm not really a chef, which I thought was very funny. And they basically decided, the owner and his partner, uh, Chu is one of their names, and... Steve, Stephen Chu, I believe, is yes. this gentleman's name. This is them right there. I had it right here. Uh, yes, yeah, Steve Chu and Efren Ebibe. Sure. Sure. Let's go with that. Yeah. They decided, um, you don't need to make it. We'll, yeah. we'll come. Yeah. He said, it's Steve Chu, finding out that this man is not much of a chef, said... Uh, you're not cooking this. Right. I can't <laughs> give this stop to... Stop this. You can't it, give this to mortals. This is ridiculous. So they said, we'll come up. We'll drive six hours and prepare it at your mom's place. So the husband thought, well, this is a huge mistake. He must not realize that it's in a different state. It's a six-hour drive. He literally asks the words, in quotes, do you know that Vermont's a different state? <laughs> <laughs> It would be so funny if he didn't. Like, for real. Oh, I thought it was a city, what? man. I thought it was like 30 minutes away. Uh, yeah, it's a six-hour drive, and they had some conversation back and forth. And the, these two guys always kept it pretty short, just mm-hmm. like, hey, tell us the time, the address, and when we need to have everything ready. So last Saturday, Chu, uh, Abebe, and their colleague, Joe Enyu Nuevo, made the six-hour drive to Vermont in a pickup truck. They pulled up to Rena's mom's house, and they got started, and they made her her dying wish. Which uh, out of the back of their truck, look at this story. It was, it was Vermont. It was freezing. It took them like a couple of hours just to get up enough heat to actually make this. And it was a surprise, so they didn't want Rena's mom, who was right. dying of lung cancer, to know that this was happening. So, so far, we have... Two guys who own a restaurant driving six hours to another state to make one meal for one person that didn't really ask for it. Uh, the, the owner and head chef, uh, this gentleman, Steve Chu, said, you see so many people day in and day out in the restaurant business, but we remember faces. We all remembered her. She used to come in a lot. Uh, Chu said, all smiles and a million thank yous to her. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, really put into consideration what went into this and the decision to do it because I don't know what Maryland, their lockdown situation is like, but I would imagine right now it's not easy being a restaurant owner. Yeah, agreed. And for them to do this, to compromise their, their bottom line, all for the sake of like doing it for this lady who just loved it and is, is staring, staring into the eyes of death. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful story. I, mean, I was it, it, crying when I was reading through it because I just thought, how incredible to be able to do that for somebody. And like you were saying, it's tough enough to run a restaurant. But they, So they drove over the weekend, six hours, made it, get, surprised her with it, drove back on Sunday and went back to work on Monday. Yeah, back to the grind. Meh, that's it. Okay, I'm good. That's, that's miraculous. Yeah, those people. That is really something. They really, really do deserve such admiration and again i i know i probably beat this horse dead but um if you happen to be anywhere near uh baltimore 
make your way over to this to this restaurant and and do what you can to support them because clearly they're people who deserve being supported. One last thing, Rena said that her mom, who struggled to eat because she had sores in her mouth from the mm. cancer, managed to devour the broccoli and even the spicy tofu bowl. And according to Rena, she wanted to lick the bowl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the kind of just that's the kind of difference you can make in someone's life, which I just love that. Um, I'm I'll volunteer to give Rena's mom another nope another bit of nope. comfort in her dying. Mm, she's good. Speaking of licking the bowl, I'm just saying no, she's got she's something else she could lick. How I'll, can you ruin that story? I'll lick the bowl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll lick the bowl. Unfortunately, yes, I do. <laughs> All, right, All right, is my story next or yours? What do you say, Sully? Go ahead. Okay. There's a family dog in Ottawa in a neighborhood who is a rescue. Look how beautiful that dog is. It is a beautiful dog. And what? It is a beautiful dog. Yeah. And the owner takes her for a walk all the time. And watch this incredible story of her dog saving her life and how this dog did it. Hell yeah. Video in this next story may be disturbing to some. A CTV News exclusive, it's like something you'd see in a movie. A Stitzfield dog caught on camera saving its owner after an unexpected medical emergency. CTV's Colton Prail has that story. Meet Clover, a one-and-a-half-year-old Marema mix. Haley Moore and her family rescued her as a puppy. Tuesday morning... Clover returned the favor. So all I remember is waking up in the ambulance and just being really confused, like, what is going on? Haley was walking through her Stittsville neighborhood with Clover when she had a sudden seizure. With no one around, Clover sprung into action, first checking on Haley, then watching as a passing car drove by. Okay, hold up. It wouldn't happen a second time. Hold up, hold up, hold up. All right, so the dog tries to make sure she's okay, realizes that she's not, looks at a car going by and thinks... I don't know, I should, I'm trying to put words in a dog's mouth, but I should do something to help my person. Absolutely. And by the way, a uh, person driving by, this isn't San Francisco or New York City or Venice Beach. Did you not see a grown human lying down? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Under what circumstance? I, I drive by people passed out every day. Numerous. Yeah. I live in Venice. I've had, I've been that guy too many times where I pull over. I'm like, hey, you okay? He's like, oh, I'm just sleeping. And you're like, oh. If, this looks like a very suburbanite neighborhood. It is, yes. Who the fuck does, oh yeah, she's probably just taking a nap in sub-zero fucking snow. Didn't even pump the brakes. No. Right straight Jesus through. Jesus Christ. Okay, go now, ahead. Now watch what the dog does to get help. Okay. After freeing herself from her leash, Clover forced the next vehicle to stop and help. Oh it was really impressive. The dog Clover actually uh, blocked my way. Uh, she kind of backed into the road to block the truck. Dried Noteway immediately did his best. So I rang the closest doorbell as many times as possible, um, ran back to her and flipped her over on her back and just tried to keep her head straight. And it wasn't long before Clover caught the attention of another neighbor. Good thing they have the dog because she's a very good friend to her. Haley was treated by paramedics, and while they're not sure what caused the emergency, Haley knows if it happens again, Clover is there to protect her. I feel 10 times safer, and I know she will be there for me. The family dog quickly becoming the family hero. Yeah, Diane comes home with a couple, 
couple of big steaks. And I thought, wow, this is great. I, I'm getting a steak. And she said, no, it's for Clover for, for, for doing such a great job. Man's best friend, now Haley's as well. You know how good animals are, and she is a really amazing dog, and I love her so to death. And Colton Prail, <laughs> CTV News. The dog backed up into traffic. Dogs, 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 dogs. Like literally stopped all traffic. Crazy. I, 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 that was amazing. That was an amazing story, and uh, that dog is beautiful. I also loved that everyone was the most Canadian person ever. Yeah, that's true. It's, it like, was in Ottawa. You know how much the animals are great? Oh, <laughs> even the dog was like, Ruff, a boot. <laughs> I have a dog story. Yes. This is not as uh, a, 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 a giving dog. This is not as magnanimous a dog, but this dog is fucking hilarious. <laughs> uh, you, you have at many points in your life been a dog owner. Yes. Yes. Love. And uh, bathing them sometimes, feeding them. Everything that you, all the stuff you do when you interact with your dog typically is, is, is fun and enjoyable, except for doing their nails. Dogs hate that shit. But are typically, you, do you do their nails? Uh, uh, clip them and stuff. Oh, you know, okay. a lot of times, certain types, certain breeds, you know, their dew claw and stuff. It, 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 you're not doing them any. Oh, that's why my that. dog's fingernails were this long. <laughs> and when I say finger, I mean paw. <laughs> just like, just not sure why a dog has a flojo. Um, <laughs> good reference. Uh, so this dog. He makes it known he is not liking getting his nails did. Check it out. Okay. <laughs> I would do that. That's real. For those of you listening audio only, that was a dog scream. Okay. Listen. That is unbelievable and i hate she and by the way she wasn't hurting that dog yet no no no. she hadn't even clipped the nail she was literally making no contact with her nail with the dog's nail that dog <laughs> that dog saw the nail clippers yes. and made that noise like he 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 was aware that they were coming close and, <laughs> and the dog would stop and she would pull him a little way away and then when she moved it back yeah. into Okay. To the toe. <laughs> I hate to admit it. I love dogs. I love them so much. They give so much to my life. But if my dog did that, I would never stop trying to cut its nails. Like I would just, I'd be having a bad day. I'd come you home from, from work and I'd just be like, oh, honey, can you hand me the nail clippers? <laughs> How long have you been doing this? Oh, about six hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin. Yes. Your turn. Thank you. A, uh, Louisiana, a Louisiana boy, um, like everybody else, they have problems last year with COVID. Sure. The older people are much more at risk. So his grandparents, he hadn't seen them in eight months. And it was because they, you know, they were quarantining. And then eventually they got their vaccines. And they surprised this little boy. He's outside just shooting buckets. And his mom says, hey, why don't you come over here? And it had been eight months since he'd seen them. Mm -hmm. And apparently they are very close and he really missed them and didn't know that they were waiting for him to surprise him. Watch this. 
Are you guys ready for a boost? We need it. Here we go. So a little boy, or, or excuse me, a boy in Louisiana named Patrick thought he was in trouble when his mom called him over as he was heading out to play basketball. But that was all part of the surprise. His grandparents had come for a visit for the first time in eight months after they got their COVID shots. Come here. Come here. Somebody special is here to see you. Oh. <laughs> Grandparents moved away to Florida during the pandemic, so they had to do some driving just to spend a couple of days with Patrick. Again, how about my boy? I mean, yeah. but well worth the yes. drive. Yeah, the yes. drive. I love that. How sweet was that kid? He exploded with joy and just ran to them. Yeah, I, I just, man, that, that makes me feel so good. I love when children, um, especially in today's day and age of, of like technology, where kids really do have so much awesome crap to do. Yeah. Um, I love when they can still just blow their mind on the really important stuff. You know, when they they seeing your grandparents after eight months and, and that kid, you would have thought that like he just won a Fortnite tournament or something. Yeah, you know, true. Like it, it, it's really nice to know for me as like, full over the hill kind of detached adult guy that the kids today, they still, it's still in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right. So Mr. Rogers, um, I'm a huge, honestly, a huge fan. I, I worship Mr. Rogers. I always loved that there was someone in a non creepy way. I know some people disagree, but in a non creepy way, when someone, an adult can take time to not only make it, um, okay, to be kid for kids to be kids and embrace their kind of immaturity <laughs> sort of creepy <coughs> a little bit creepy if you think mr rogers is creepy <laughs> that might be on you sometimes that might be on you sometimes he comes across <coughs> as creepy all i'm saying is that there's an innocence to children that says more about me than him and far too many adults myself included at times i i get misguided and i try to remove the innocence from my daughter in order to prepare her for the real world. And Mr. Rogers was a guy who devoted his life to not only embracing that, that innocence, but to, to strengthen it. Well, this lady disagreed. What? <laughs> she grew up, uh, watching Mr. Rogers and she fucking hated it. <laughs> she hated Mr. Rogers. She always thought it was annoying. And so she grew up. She didn't hate it because of my, no, joking about like, him. I thought it was boring and she I thought he was silly. It, and I, well, it's not care. for her. And exactly, it was not for her. So she was a little bit off put when she grew up, you know, 30 years later, she has her own kid and uh, their morning ritual was uh, eat breakfast and then take a nice morning walk before they head to school. And there was a nice little kind of half hour break in between there. So they would get, she would get, her daughter would get to watch her one TV show. Unfortunately, her daughter's favorite TV show that happened to be right at that slot, yeah. Mr. Rogers. Mm -hmm. So she's like, okay, and my daughter likes it. Blah, 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 blah. Turns out her, it's her daughter's favorite show, and she just worships at the altar of Mr. Rogers. So this lady who lives in Pittsburgh says, hey, Mr. Rogers, Pittsburgh guy. I didn't know he's a Pittsburgh guy. Yeah, he's, all, he, and he, uh, he's done the show from there, and he's been a local Pittsburgh librarian. Did he ever um, refer to it as Schittsburg? Not once. No, okay. not like, uh, who's that actress? God damn it. <laughs> really pretty. Remember. She said she was either married to or with uh, 
God, I can't think of his name either. Jesus Christ. I'll just give up. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, he, so he's this Pittsburgh guy. She's like, what? You know, my daughter's second birthday is coming up. Shoot for the stars. The guy's down the street. They write a letter inviting Mr. Rogers to dinner. And then right. he asked all the parents to leave. <laughs> no, nope. I want to be alone with your children. <laughs> so, uh, no response. Okay. The well, husband, I, by the way, you would sort of expect that. Yeah. But you also kind of expect he's such a giving, generous person. You're like, maybe, you know, yeah, like, sure, not, you sure. know, it's not like inviting Kanye to dinner, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I think it would be a matter of him seeing it. Yeah. More than anything. So, uh, no response. Months go by. Now she's getting kind of cynical. The husband's like, what do you expect? Okay. He's a busy guy. Then they learn, oh, um, he's dying. <laughs> And has been dying for the last... It, this was at the end of his life. Oh, and no. Mr. Rogers had kept it a secret. And now he, it had come to light that he was, he was dying. So Mr. Rogers passes away. And they just kind of write it off. A couple weeks later, after Mr. Rogers passes... He comes back from the dead. A letter... You know that guy had sleeves and was an assassin, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, yes, he's, he was a Marine uh, assassin. Um, they come home one Saturday afternoon, and they find a, a letter in their mailbox. Okay? Uh, the accompanying note from his associate producer indicated that it was among the letters written in the early stages of his illness. Wow. <clears throat> I'm cramping, sorry. The, <laughs> so it was a hand-typed um, letter to the mother and to the daughter saying that he was very sorry, but unfortunately he was ill and he would love to come to dinner, but it's just not the right time in his life. And it was a handwritten letter and it's uh, prominently framed inside the uh, people's home sitting above the mantle so that they could all look at it. And I just thought to myself like, oh, and by the way, the associate producer wrote another letter saying that uh, under any other circumstances, Mr. Rogers would have definitely come wow. to dinner and that he... Um, not only is sorry that he couldn't do that, he's sorry that this letter took so long, but please understand it was because he was, he was failing. And now that he had passed, we had have, we've had the time to go back and get his paperwork. After out. learning all of that, do you feel bad about making fun of him earlier? I didn't make fun of him. You did. Oh, you right. said he was creepy. Okay. You said sometimes <laughs> he comes off creepy. And I'm saying maybe that's you. <laughs> And the, 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 this filter of, <laughs> of, 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 of yucky, rancid poop. I mean, that is my filter. That is in your brain. Yes, agreed. There's my story, Kevin. <laughs> uh, if you like this podcast, please subscribe and maybe even share it with a friend. Just definitely do that. Yes, definitely do that. Sorry, I said maybe. Help us. Definitely. <laughs> Outro. You know what I'm talking about, bro. Say goodbye to the sad, hello to the happy. Kevin and Mike never are sappy. It's great news. You forgot the theme song. I just did it backwards, but I pull, pulled it off. <laughs> Kevin and Mike are here to give you great news. Nice. <laughs>